0: everybody it's Leafs talk jd bunkers sam mckee it feels like forever man I just, i'm gonna be rusty tonight uh i've been out of the mix
1: <laughs> yeah you're off yesterday probably gallivanting around toronto gallivanting you know, over- going to overpriced cocktail bars you know being seen in the scene it's probably where you were yesterday you know yeah something out. like
0: that <laughs> something, <Yeah. near> there. <laughs> <laughs> something like that i can't believe you're wearing that lid
1: you like it? Eh? It's nice.
0: It's gorgeous, but it's yeah, no. kind of traitorous for you. Ah, like
1: it's an Eastern Conference team. They're you know it's it's wow. uh, I, I go to two or three games a year out there. I went into the shop, had a little okay. cruise, and look at this baby. Look at that. It's,
0: it's dude, like it's, I said, it's a, a gorgeous a lid. Yeah, it's beautiful. He's oh, yeah. wearing an Ottawa Generals yeah. cap yep. for those that are listening on the pod. This is yep. a died-in-the-wool Owen Sound attack fan who had seasons tickets. Who was raised on the seasons tickets. Yep. Listen, your whole. Uh, sports fandom mm-hmm. I have never called into question because football you just you cheer for the AFC which is the yeah, weirdest yeah. thing you cheer, for, cheer for, for all the whole teams in the AFC yeah, yeah, yeah. since I've known you you've legitimately yeah. been a fan of every single team in the AFC North <laughs> minus the Ravens where you've had like a real true dalliance with either of these teams I thought there would never come a day where I'd catch you in merch that was outside of the Owen sound attack this one's yeah. a little shocking I'm throwing off to start the show today I love it is this I love it is the theme of tonight being a traitor, Dubis, the oh, the Penguins, Achari, you,
1: the Generals. It's funny that you said like Dubis in your tweet because I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it a whole lot. I mm. I went on the morning show with with uh, Jesse and Gunner on Friday, and they were trying to juice up the narrative, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you know, you're gonna be cheer." Like it just to me, I I really wasn't thinking about it a whole lot. I wasn't like, "Oh, Achari got him." It's like I I really didn't care. To be honest, it's not like they're good. They're not very good. The Leafs aren't very good right now. Like, it's not like they're killing the whole league. They are they lost to Buffalo last night. They're below 500 coming into tonight. It's not like mm-hmm. they're lighting it up. It's just, there's not a big, like, ton of juice for me in terms of the Dubas. If it's a playoff series, for sure. But, like, I haven't really thought about Dubas a whole lot, if I'm being totally honest.
0: This is an interesting spin from you, considering I am taking off December 16th, and you said, Buddy, how are you going to miss that game? It's it's the Dubas game. It's in Penguins. Toronto.
1: It's here it's in different. Toronto. It's different. It's so And you, you work in in Toronto? Yeah, I think it is different in Toronto. Anyways, uh, I just, you know, if there's games you're going to miss like the Penguins Saturday night, Sidney yeah. Crosby, we don't need to get into the Leafs talk scheduling here though, but yeah. like, it's just, you know, it's it's Sid. That's what it comes down to here. Like I, I get more you excited said the Dubas
0: me. game though. And I'm surprised that this is your opinion because yeah. like to me, so far this season There have been very few conversations about the Leafs and Dubas, and there's been some Trey Living stuff because the Klingberg signing really didn't work out, and I think it's over, right? Klingberg, to me, it's unlikely he ever plays another game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I feel like if he rehabs and he wants to come back, he's a salary that gets dealt in a move, and otherwise he's LTIR, right? So that signing didn't really work out. The Reeves signing, obviously, despite the goal yesterday, didn't really work out people had been questioning the impact of the the forwards that he brought in and so there was a little bit of hey what's up with Trey what's up with the signings did he get a good did he do a good job this off season did he do a poor job yeah. but it wasn't really centered around Dubas i agree with you in this sense is to me there there hasn't been as much dubas sliding doors narrative as i thought there was going to be given just how tumultuous the breakup was but i think that's just what happens when you're this far into a season where that's you're exactly going back it. and forth you
1: know, right it just, If this game was like the first weekend of the year it's a completely yeah, different huge. conversation for me but like i just i have a pretty good feel of what both these teams are at this point of the mm-hmm. season one of them's outside the playoff picture at uh american thanksgiving and one is barely on the inside so it's like to me these are two pretty mid teams at the moment so i don't know like i i just i wasn't excited to be like oh they gotta beat dubas i'm fired up to watch Sidney crosby against the leafs on a saturday night so i like you know i'm sure there's dubasites out there that are just like see because carlson scores the game winner that's his guy that he wanted to trade for buddy dubas built two mid teams way to go like (laughs) achari of course scores the the game tying goal right along the goal line Hmm. like it's you know there's all these things that you could draw up but i'd be lying to you and maybe it's not the juicy narrative you if you want but I wasn't well, like, we definitely have to w- start with this because
0: this is the biggest story. Like, I don't know what to tell you, bud. Like, it, most people are talking about Dubas and facing the former GM and his team. Like, I don't think that this is a, hey, no one gives a crap about Kyle Dubis facing his former club. Like, I, I do think that a lot of fans were upset about the exit. And I think mm-hmm. that this is now the natural time. And I'm glad okay. this became the time because you're right. The only ways that this would have come up more consistently through the season would be mm-hmm. if the Leafs are amazing and tree living signings had worked out to just this unbelievable degree, and people were like, See, this was it all along, right? Yeah. This is the guy that might have unlocked something, or if it was one extreme or the other. But you nailed it. Both of these teams are mid, you yeah. know, like both of these teams are just okay. And you look at it and you can make excuses for both of these GMs because neither of them has been able to put like their long term print on yeah. whatever version their new teams are going to be, right? But the one thing I will say is, I thought about this this week and I thought about this tonight is it's a great sliding doors of what would the Leafs look like had Dubas stayed? What, what would have been different about this team? Would they have been able to retain Shen? Would they have been able to retain Ryan O'Reilly? Would they have brought back Nolichari? Who's a guy that he liked? Would they have brought in Graves instead of spending that money on Klingberg? Like, would the team be better? I think it's going to be a fair question and something people are going to look at, but I, but the reason why you probably don't feel that much juice is it just feels too early to tell.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think you alluded to it there, but if one team was like elite, elite, and one team was really yep. bad, i a said way bigger storyline, but yeah, to me, like I wanted, I don't know. I I'm surprised how little I think about Dubas and how like, you know, it was such a huge story here and he was such a polarizing guy and he was such a huge part of the conversation with leaf fandom. Right? Like it was, pol- it was politics here, man. You're either on one side or the other. Like it for sure, di- it divided a fan base. It was a huge thing for five, six years in this city. And it just comes down to it. I never think about them. Like I'm not like, oh, I wish, you know, they would have signed someone here because he would have done that. Or like it's, it's really crazy to me that I, it really is just out of my lexicon. Hmm. Yeah. I,
0: I will say that we that is the nicest thing. We didn't
1: even allude to it on Real Kipper and Born on Friday. Now that I'm thinking back, we didn't even talk about Dubis at all. I know we were coming oh. off a game and it's like one, you know, we're, we're reacting to the Chicago game and it's a little bit different, but like, I don't know. I just did. I just feel like it wasn't a ton on the station. Not everybody was doing it. I don't know. I just feel like I it's did a full a half lost, hour. So I'm, yeah, on my lost, podcast,
0: so it's with, subscribe oh yeah, was, to the JD Colby. bunkus podcast. Yeah. If you want to have the, you yeah. know, the pulse of the city, uh, the actual guy know. that talks about the things that the fans want to talk about, not just selfish three guys who do whatever but they like, want to do.
1: Do you think like, I don't know. I, I haven't got any yeah. Dubas. Like maybe we just have different people that follow us, but like people are like, ah, Dubas beat us. I don't know. Uh, I had a lot of, I, I, a lot of Leaf
0: fans and some that, you know, as well were texting me about wanting to beat Dubas. I think that's pretty natural. Yeah. Like to me, I guess that's fair. It, the most embarrassing outcome to me for the Leaf season would be losing to the Penguins in the first yeah. round.
1: I, I think there's a chance that neither of them are there in the first round. So maybe we'll have one. Okay, let's get into this. We get there. <laughs>
0: Dude, the Leafs have 5 regular season wins this year.
1: Regular regulation wins.
0: Yeah, sorry, what I say. Yeah, yeah regular, regular season, season no. Not wins. regular season. Not yeah. the Oilers, but. <laughs> no, no, they're not the Oilers. They got 5 regulation yeah. wins. Yeah. This is now, I was looking it up. Matthews mm-hmm. now has a goal and two assists in his last 7 games. Yeah. I think What's, I think are, are we saying something's wrong with the Leafs? Is it fair to say something's wrong with the Leafs?
1: I don't know. Like it's, they came off winning four games in a row and all that momentum in Sweden. And I'm sure there's people that'll point to that, it, them getting back into the rhythm and having a kind of a shaky start to this weekend here, no, but those people need to shut up. I know. I agree. These are 25 to 35 year old professional elite athletes yeah. that can suck it up and be fine. They're not going to Red gonna Wings came them.
0: back and beat the Bruins right away. So and like the devils. It's, it's all right. They played yeah. on the
1: Wednesday after coming back and they shut out the devils. It's not a thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know if they're that good. Like, I really don't. Like, I think they have some chances to add to this team in terms of, you know, maybe making a, with that move with Klingberg and getting a defenseman in here. I don't know. They got to add center depth. Like there is chances to me to improve this squad, to have it be like a plucky playoff team, but it just Mm -hmm. doesn't feel, I don't know. It's the four guys. Really. It's a very similar team, but the bottom six just feels worse. That's it.
0: See, it's funny, man, because to me, if you would have told me before the season started, like nice, nice to me was their best guy tonight. You agree? I thought,
1: well, I thought uh, he was, I would say he was the most noticeable he's been in a while. So he would say we'd jump out to me, but Nylander yeah. Tavares and, and, um, yeah. and Bertuzzi were by far the best, like, guys yeah, that's the,
0: the line. best line. No question. Yeah, but they those, were really those good
1: guys were really good. And the only chance reason they really had a chance in this game was because those guys like sustained pressure for a lot of it.
0: Yep. I I totally agree. But at this point of the year, Mm -hmm. you would say, hey, Tavares looks like his old self. He looks great. He's centering a great line for the Leafs. Nylander's having a career year. You've got Nyes who looks, I would say, as good, if not a little bit better than what you expected him to be this year. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, would you say that's fair? Yep. Okay, you're getting something from Nick Robertson. Like you're, you're getting something from him. He's actually filling into your bottom six and he's, he's giving you a little bit of goal scoring. He's mm-hmm. at least a player on your roster. Um, your Max Domi signing has worked out. All right. He doesn't have any goals. I'll tell you that. Before. Hey, Max doesn't have any goals, but shoot he's one there. Pal. And, he's, and he's been all right. David Kampf is normal and been kind of David Kampf. Like it's, it's hard to find the spot on the roster right now. Like I agree with you. I, I totally agree. And I think that the blue line is probably the number one thing that you would say, yeah. That's the real spot of talent that they need. But if you just go through individually on the roster, guy by guy, it doesn't feel like, you know, we had the whipping boy moments with Klingberg, right? Where like, it's all his fault. We had the whipping boy moments with Reeves, all
1: his fault. And
0: now Bertuzzi that you got in there those a little two bit, guys,
1: got what? in there a little bit. Bertuzzi got into the whipping boy yeah. conversation a little bit too there for a while. But now that you've removed these two guys and
0: you just see kind of the team, it just, yeah, it doesn't feel like, there's all that much that's special despite all these individual accomplishments of the players. And to me, it's like the big story of tonight and the big story moving forward here is that, listen, there is one thing that's special about the Leafs and it's supposed to be that their top six is better than anybody else's. Yeah. And finally they get this Nylander Tavares thing working out where in years past, we wondered about the chemistry of those two guys. And this one, I'm willing to say, like I get people who aren't freaking out or who are even annoyed that I'm bringing this up because the track record is pretty undeniable, but Mm. Just until like the last few minutes of the game, I thought just a pretty lifeless night from Marner and Matthews again. Oh,
1: absolutely. Who've been struggling? No, no question. Like they have been not they weren't very good in Sweden. Like it's just they haven't been I think I saw Sportsnet stats that this is the sixth game uh this season where Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner were both held without a point. Feels like a lot at this point with those two guys. Yeah. Like, you know, Marner for a stretch last year, I know he had that point streak, but outside like even outside of that point streak, it felt like he was Every game he had a point, or you'd go only go one game without a point. Dominant. I so Matthews to me, off after that Torrid start where he was unbelievable for the first week and a half of the season. I mean, he got he accumulated so many points, so many goals, Mm -hmm. but he just feels like last year's Matthews all over again right now. Like it just feels like there's long stretches of the game where he's not asserting himself like he did at the start of the year. Like it just, there's these long lulls where he's not impacting the game. He's not taking it to the center of the ice. He's gaining the zone and he's turning back. He's looking for a trailer. That just seems super, yep. I don't know what the word is, disjointed, passive. not connected, passive. Great word. I, I, I don't know what's going on with them. And to me, tonight is a perfect opportunity like for the tinker. Like, hey man, you're the tinker guy. That's like, you're kind of your thing, Sheldon, to mm-hmm. like change up the lineup get something else out there. Like just throw something at the wall and see if it sticks. You got 11 and seven. You got like, you're already got it weirdo. Like try uh, Matthews with Domi and yarn or try him with, I don't care like who it is, just some different semblance. They just played every shift together. And it's like, Mm -hmm. who's running the team here. We're all watching this. It's like, maybe you got to go in there and say, Hey guys, you're not playing together for a little bit here. It's, it just Mm -hmm. feels like, they are running it. It's their choice. They want to do it. They continue to do it. It's time to break them up. It really is. Here's the problem. Like,
0: what? Here's the problem. You're, you just said it. Their best line right now, and the one mm-hmm. thing that's working is Bertuzzi, Tavares, and Neelan. Leave that line.
1: Leave that line. And,
0: and I, At this point, just given the up-and-down nature to me of Bertuzzi's start to his Leafs career, mm-hmm. I really don't want to mess with that. Like I, I okay. don't want to take him away from those guys. So then what do you do? Like if you split up Matthews and Marner, all of a sudden one of them, like, you know, and by one of them, I mean like it's Marner who's on the third line. Like you're, you're kind of faced with this Sophie's choice of either you break up your best line and you go to something different or you're limiting minutes of guys that you really want playing, you know, 20 plus every night, which Sheldon Keith does. So I don't see it happening anytime soon, unless they're willing to, to break up Tavares, Nylander, and Bertuzzi, which yeah. like you tell me that part of it, and I hate it. Like I, I just don't know what they're supposed to do. Here's the other part of it too, there's dude. Got, is... There's
1: ways to get guys up near 20 minutes. There's diff, like he's gonna get lots oh, of power mm-hmm. play time later in games. Just to me, like for a accountability factor throughout the lineup, where it's mm-hmm. like the guys that are lower in the lineup are watching their shifts and they're playing 25 minutes. I know they're best the best players, but they just haven't been good enough. There's not enough life to their games. Like you know, hey, I buddy, watch. I'm, I agree but like you know but you're saying that you can't split them up that you can't move them up and down the lineup who says who yep says who well, t- the I'll coach I'll tell you this management
0: bro this is the toughest part though too is that even if they have this happen right even if they're like okay we're splitting you up when you say the who runs the team thing that's the most annoying part is they'll be split up for a little while but they're like in the bunk beds together being like don't worry you'll be back soon. Or they got like the tin can in the movies that like they throw down the line to the other person's place on the tin can on a wire. (laughs) It's like, don't worry. I'll see you soon. Like you'll be back back on my line. Like this is just going to be a week. We're in trouble. Like the ultimate end point here is that the two of them end up playing together and that they're kind of in control. So I agree. It just, I love what you said about it feels like last year's Matthews. The problem is is it doesn't feel like last year's Marner. They put up that graphic about how he still got the 20 points in the same amount of games. They're like, oh, it's all perception. I was like, I don't know. I disagree. Like, this is not a perception thing to me. This is a guy who's racked up a bunch of points in a small number of games. But last year we were asking questions of like, hey, is this Marner's team? Like, he's really going. He's been the best Maple Leaf through the first half of the season. He's carrying Matthews at times. I just haven't seen that version of Marner very much this season. I I don't, it's almost like the Leafs are cursed. Like Nylander figures out that, all right, I'm going to get going and I'm going to be great. And then one of the other ones disappears. Like, can we just see a game where all three of those guys are dominant at the same time? Is it even
1: possible? I don't know. I don't know. But it's just really frustrating to watch the way that top line looks right now. Because, you know, I think it's the reason, and like hockey's hard and they go through these stretches. Every player goes through these stretches. I understand that. But like you know, what their potential is together, and we've seen it. But it just feels like this year it's been way more bad than good. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to say that with Austin Matthews, who's close to the lead league in goals, and Marner's got 20 points in however many games they've played. And like I know it's champagne problems and other fan bases are probably like, "Oh my god!" Like stop whining about it. But they've set themselves a certain standard here. We know how good they are. We know how good they look when they're on, and it just hasn't been there a ton. So. Mm-hmm. To me, they need a wake up call split up. I I don't know what you do. I know the third line perception thing is hard with Marner. That's, I mean, that's, boy, that could go a lot of ways. I don't want to go into, uh, do this, the show with Kipper when that, when they make that move. But it's just like, I, I don't know. Something's got to be done because you can't just keep banging your head against the wall and hoping they come out of this. You got to, got to do some coaching here. Time to tinker. I like
0: that we're mad that he tinkers too much. And now you're like, he's tinkering too little. <laughs> Just
1: well, well, no, like, the thing is he tinkers back to this. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go where, you know, once in a while he'll be like, oh, I'm going to tinker it. And then they have one bad shift. He's like, okay, Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander. We're all doing this. We're doing the same thing we always do. Like he doesn't like have patience with his tinkers. He's mm-hmm. very, he's very tinker selective. That's what I'm getting at here.
0: <laughs> uh, I would actually put Nylander with Matthews. Like, I would just swap and put Marner back with Tavares and put Nylander up on the top line. That's just what I would do. I would try to get Nylander. What? With Nyes? Yeah, with Nyes. That's the only thing I do. I just flip the, the right wingers. I just say, you go here, you go there, and let's see if something's different. Let's see if we can still get as much as we're getting out of Bertuzzi and with Tavares. Turn Tavares maybe a little bit more into a goal scorer. And ask if Nylander can try to jumpstart Matthews and get him going again. Maybe a little bit more possession time. Maybe a few more looks at the net. I don't know. Maybe uh, just something. You know what pissed me off the most about Matthews tonight is I understand when guys are in a bit of a slump or a funk or not scoring or whatever. He had no hits. I know.
1: And he's been hitting you
0: mix. And he's
1: been hitting this year. Like he's actually like high in a lot of lists for like body contact. He makes. And I mean, the hit stat is so greasy. Like, it's a, it's a barn-dependent thing with guys where they get the stats. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It's did did he play? Did he have a single
0: physical moment in this game? No. Did he have one moment where you watched him and went like, okay. Like, the great players, and this is what I love so much about Sid, too, is you bring a puck around Sidney Crosby, and Matthews does this, too, really well. Like, I don't want to act like he doesn't do this, but I just no. meant tonight. Yeah, a tonight. puck goes around Sidney Crosby, and you're in a battle, and he is just grinding you like Mad. you are in hell. Mad, hell. He's near
1: you. Like, you don't want to be yes. near him. He's mad at you that you're near <laughs> so him. horrible. Yeah.
0: I didn't feel that way about Matthews tonight. I didn't feel mm-hmm. like, oh boy, at least if you bring the puck around Matthews, he's going to terrorize you. It just, he was, again, passive. Just wasn't so, a very good game for a guy that I felt like should have showed up with a bit of a desperate effort on his 500th game.
1: To me, if I'm doing the line shift up and I'm mm-hmm. breaking up that second line, I'm not separating Willie and, and Bertuzzi. I think a lot of the reason that Bertuzzi has found himself here is because he's playing with Willie. And if you're going to do the top line, I'm going Willie, Matthews, Bertuzzi. That's how I'm, I'm doing the change. And then I'm putting Marner, Tavares, and Nyes as your second line. If, that's, if, if, I, was, if I was going to do the, the juggle, and I've loved Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi has been excellent for the last four or five games. Like I was going to say, if, if, if exact... it wasn't Nyes
0: for me that had the most jump, yeah. it was him that had the most jump tonight.
1: This is what I've seen since, was it the Calgary game? It feels like so long ago, but it was only like five games ago. But the Calgary game on the Friday night, the hall of fame game since that game, he's been exactly what I expected Tyler Bertuzzi to be. And he just looks really good, except for his style on the ice is atrocious. That neck guard. I love it. it. I mean, the neck guard, I love that. He put it on. I love that boys are putting it on, but God it could look more like a guy at AS, AS, ASHL. Like look more like a guy in the zigzags league. Like oh my lord, he <laughs> that's
0: horrible. what I love about him. He, he looks just looks horrible. like a beer leaguer. I yeah. get, I understand why he's wearing the neck guard, and I yeah. support the guys that the are I wearing it. Card. But I will yeah. say, it gave me Thomas Lekanic vibes, and I didn't like yeah. that. I didn't like that he looked like Lekanic, like Dusty Lekanic. Yeah. Uh, nice yeah. rebound for him though tonight. That was the best play of the game. Was you know just it's a it's a big win off the draw for Tavares. Good pass from Mo. Tavares Mm -hmm. gets a nice little tip on it and then bang Bertuzzi just is in one of the ugly areas again and just finishes it home and is in the right spots. I I wonder how much of it, like remember, go back to, Hey, simplify your game for Bertuzzi. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: That just feels like all that's really all it was watching him have success. Like the things that he does where you go, Oh man, that's so great is just winning puck battles and being in the right spot. And shooting it in the net, like chopping at home.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's the whole difference. That's it. (laughs)
0: chop away yeah uh worst moment of the game Mm. they the top
1: line gets scored on immediately after that goal 28 seconds later just that's been a horrible trend this year man i know i don't know how many times that's happened like i'd love someone to dig into that if there's someone out there that's smarter than me but how many times has it happened this year where within two minutes of the leaf scoring the other team scored a goal i bet you it's happened five or six times this year it's -hmm. been really bad And it's a noticeable thing. It's a horrible sort of rhythm to get into because these things kind of build these little things. And it's like, it goes within a group where we got one and then they get one quick. And it's like, you start thinking about it, but I don't know what, how you quantify it, but it's really, really frustrating as a fan to watch it because you're like, Oh, you just get momentum and your top line goes out there and immediately serves one up. It's not a very fun thing.
0: Dude. The one, I think one of the frustrating things with me with the Leafs this year is that you look at some of the stuff that's their trouble areas Mm-hmm. They still let in peri- They still let in goals too frequently at the end of periods. They still yeah. give up leads too frequently. They give up leads that they earn immediately after they gain them. Mm-hmm. Part of this is that they've got a bad penalty kill that was all right tonight facing the penguins that just somehow have five pe- power play all stars that you'd pick out and it's go Carlson. It's Carlson. Yeah, but it they're, is. they're awful. They're 30th and yeah. the Leafs did that tonight, but it's like Leafs turn the puck over a lot. They still have a bunch of passive nights. You just see like the lack of attention to detail. It, it just, it's frustrating to watch some of these issues pop up and be the same as from a year ago. Reminds me a little bit about the blue Jays with the base running issues. They had yeah. again this year where you go, I really don't have patience for this because this was the whole message going into this year. Yeah. And so to me, it's like, man, take better care of the puck and have better attention to details, opening and closing periods. Like these are just two things that, I feel like should be pretty simple fixes. Like the penalty kill, you, you don't have any defenseman that can really do it properly, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have the personnel for that. It's going to be a work in progress. The bench miners are at the point where Sheldon keeps bubbling over, but at least at the beginning you went, okay, he's juggling the lines every single night. It's different combinations of guys, whatever. They're down the defenseman, blah, 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 blah.
1: Seven but is insane. Those-
0: yeah, but those things, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. And I was sick of it again tonight, and I was annoyed by it. And I almost, like, expected it when they just gave that goal up right away. I was like, yeah, of no. course they did. They just can't even enjoy that for 10 seconds.
1: Um, the one thing I wanted to mention was, I, I don't know, can we do a Sid chat?
0: Yeah, sure. I was going to say, I'm, I, I don't have much else. I was just going to no. say, this is my favorite jersey battle.
1: It's a great jersey battle. Those jerseys are so nice, and it's crazy they mm-hmm. ever, like, did. Their gold ones were okay, like, the early Sid era. Those ones are yeah. okay, but like the fact that they ever went away from this is one of the Nuts. most absurd sports <laughs> decisions ever. Like it's so it really nice. Is. And the least white with them, they went back to the white buckets uh, on the road. They didn't. They didn't stick with yep. the blue. That was a. That was a Sweden only. Uh, Sweden I only. But I, I I I am finding myself watching Sid, and you know, as getting older and being like in my 30s as a sports fan and seeing guys' full careers, you start like mm-hmm. getting reflective of guys, and I'm just so happy Sid's still around and just looks like Sid like it really he gives me LeBron vibes but he's just like a not the corniest dude ever you know he's just like he's had this long career where he's won and he's been a stud his whole career classy guy and he just looks so good tonight like he just the way he still snaps the passes around in the neutral in the uh, offensive zone defensively responsible as hell great back checking like everything he does out there is so so good and I just I'm really happy he's still here because he's getting older, man. How, he's an 87, yeah. right? So he's, he's uh, yeah. you know, how many more of these Saturday nights against the Pens and Leafs do we have of him? It's yeah. crazy to think about that. But, like, you know, I think he's got
0: a couple of years. I, I think know, he's still got sure. a couple of like years the way or four that he's more years,
1: Three or four yeah. more years, he'll still be around. But I just mean it's, it's crazy how fast time goes. He looks so good for how old he is at this point.
0: Listen, man, I, all the people in the chat, all the crybabies in the chat got mad at me when I made fun of Ovi last time, just the way that he was chasing around, you What's know, the, the opposite empty...
1: feeling about Sid
0: Same. I Ovi love Ovi's is out here, <laughs> Ovi's out here chasing empty netters. Like his life depends on it. That's I think he's got five goals and three of them are of course, empty netters. Of course. He he's does. just dying for him, right? Yeah. Dying for the stats. And Sid's just out here still trying to win, you know, just dying to win hockey games and doing everything the right way and still playing competitive and just. I'm with you. I had the, the first time I remember this feeling was actually Kobe Bryant because mm. I hated Kobe. I watched mm. him his entire career, but I've always been a lifelong Laker hater. And I'll never forget those like final couple Kobe seasons. Like, yeah. oh no, I'm never going to feel this way about an athlete. The way that I felt about Kobe where I'm like, just like you're my villain. You're my foil. You're my heel. Yeah. And I need you. I'll, dude, when he tore his Achilles and he was coming back, that's yeah. the hardest I've ever rooted for a player ever. I was like, come on, Kobe. I'm we need honest. you. I, yeah, I needed him. I needed Kobe back. Like, I just wanted Kobe back in my life. And that's how I feel about Sid is if you've followed Sid's career, you've yeah. you've hated him at some points. You've loved him at some points. Unless you're from Nova Scotia, then you've loved him the entire way, right? Like, then you've you, forgiven everything. But you did hate? Oh, I buddy, when Sid punched that, I can't remember who he did, but he got down on a knee and he punched somebody in the, in the dick from behind. <laughs> I was... That was an
1: all-time low. Sid used to he, whine at the refs, man. He man, was a crybaby. Yeah, I hated. Remember Sid. the remember the Kovalchuk one, yeah. or where he like I don't know what he did. Yeah, dude, like Sid he got was in dirty with and a crybaby. And then Kovalchuk yeah. scored and skated right by the bench into uh, the penalty box and pointed right yeah. at him. It was like, oh the my best. God. <laughs> yeah. I was a big
0: Kovalchuk guy. Yeah, he had heart. He was a yeah. uh, he was
1: a heart and soul guy.
0: But no, I, just, I know I love Kovalchuk. Anyway, I'm with you. I get I get sentimental about Sid, nostalgic. but I don't. I don't like getting too much about it, though, because I just – I do. I feel like Sid is going to be 39 years old, and he's still going to be able to run a power play and yeah, yeah be able to contribute. He's
1: very that. LeBron. The, the cross board reference is LeBron. Like, just the the smartness and the way he plays. Yeah. And, like, I to me, that's – it's like, you know, you'd never call Sid the goat, but, like, he's definitely, like, a top-five yeah. guy for me in the, yeah. the, in the history of the game.
0: Uh, it's, I, I think that's a stretch for Sid, to be honest, but, like no. – he's top 10
1: buddy this generation of players it's like you know every every generation people have their arguments about yeah. their guy being one of the best ever and Sid is one of the best guys ever
0: he is Sid Sid is my lifetime all the way through prime the best guy
1: for sure no
0: question but- but I I still think that uh, my my way of doing this is different. I don't want to get into this. this we take we're already at the thirty minute mark. I don't want to. You want to like do you want to do goat on... talk?
1: Who's the goat? No.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's the goat? Uh, I will say that yeah, uh, Sid is is should get a little bit more respect in that top tier of player than I think he does get because I think people think it's like blasphemy if you try to put yeah. him into like no, top four or five. I don't think it's blasphemy. Like I'll hear it. I just don't have him there personally, but. I just think LeBron was just so much, it's it just, it's hard to compare the sports because one, yeah. an individual can be so much more dominant, carry the titles, but like, yeah, yeah ultimately Sid hasn't competed for a cup in a while. And LeBron, is just like, you can drop him in wherever he goes. And they're automatically one of the favorites in the NBA. So it's yeah. just, it's just, it's hard to compare the sports to me, yeah. but I understand what you're making about like the cerebral guy who takes care of his body 100%. and who just loves to play the game. And, and like, every time you go buy a ticket, you feel like you're getting everything from that guy. Too like you, you don't they- feel like you're getting cheated.
1: Two quick things. One more thing on Sid. Yep. He's at over 1,500 points now, I think. I, I forget what his right. actual total is. It's crazy. If he didn't lose those two years there where he was like yep. in and out of the lineup, he could actually be flirting with the 2,000 points for his career. For sure. Which is wild. He won't get there now because he's just it's so much. But if he was at like 1,700 or 1,750 at this point, what well, he would have had – because he was in the prime of his career when that happened. He would have been racking up the points. Uh, so he had 1,525 before tonight. So if he was yeah. up near 1750, you know, or that maybe a little bit too anyways, you know what I'm saying? He actually yep. would have had a shot at it. So it's crazy. And the last thing never do this. Uh quick ref corner. Uh, last minute was an embarrassment by the refs. There was at least four penalties. Marner or Nylander's stick could slash out of his hand, which I hate. I hate that they call that. They call it every time. They call it like three. No, but times that that
0: Sweden. one was a blatant, like, you gotta call this.
1: They call that they call that in Sweden. Yeah three times yeah and Tavares goes to the front of the net Petterson is legitimately headlocking him he can't get to the front of the net he's headlocking him and then Jari bodies him gives him a blocker in the back puts him down there was at least three or four penalties on that and it would have maybe changed the game you get a two-man advantage or whatever they at least weren't very good they didn't deserve to win but I thought the refs were a joke in the last minute of the game and that's it completely, for corner.
0: completely agree yeah. I like I thought the same thing and the only reason I didn't really feel as fierce or forceful about bringing it up is yeah. I just felt like the Leafs got the result they deserve tonight.
1: For sure. No question. And that's why I brought it up as a quick thing at the end of the, yep. at the, end of the show. But we never did that corner. So I wanted to, I wanted to give them a little bit of a – all the people in the chat are probably saying, the refs are terrible. Let's chum the waters a little bit.
0: No, all the people in the chat are still just mad at me because I dared say Ovi's a stat chaser. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah.
1: Imagine watching Ovi in the last two years and not yeah. thinking that.
0: Yeah, I know. Anyway, it's fine. Bash Obi Corner now.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Anyway, uh, do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up button and leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe if you're listening. And if you ever miss this thing on YouTube, you can't catch it every single night. We ask that you do go to Spotify, Apple, whatever. Go there. Leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button. And then follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JDBunkus, at sammy mckee. And we will be back. Now there's actual games again. We're
1: in the rhythm, baby. We got Tuesday yeah. night against the Florida Panthers at Scotiabank Arena. They come back Classic. home, and then they play the, uh, the Squids Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then yep. Saturday night is the Boston Bruins, baby. So big week for the Leafs. So stick with us.
0: Big week. Big, big, yeah. big week. I'm excited to be there for all three of them. Same with you. All right. We'll see yep. you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you Tuesday night.